This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com coming to you with another Nearby the Neighborhood Walk and Talk. Got a little bit better lighting for this one, but I got to admit, I really regret not not going to Tuscaloosa for this one just because of the way that Arkansas battled. Arkansas fallen 42-35, and I'm probably like a lot of you out there just thinking, man, just just give us something to cheer for. Give us something to watch for a half. Don't make it over in the first quarter. Don't make us want to flip channels. They weren't hearing any of that. They went there to win the game, even when it was 31-17. Even when it was 31-17 after the first series of the third quarter, Arkansas kept battling and battling and battling, doing what they got to do to stay in the game. Man, you got to love this team. I mean, a lo- I get it, a loss is a loss, and you can't be satisfied with 559 passing yards surrendered and everything, but you also have to understand that Alabama has every resource available to man in this game, every resource, the best players, the best facilities, the best coaches, all of that, and Arkansas went down there and scared them. Arkansas went down there and scared them and battled start to finish, never quit. Traylon Burks was Traylon Burks, just like you needed him to be. He wasn't a decoy. He's out there grabbing his ribs or his neck or whatever's banged up on him. I hope he's okay. He took a shot at the end. But, man, eight catches, 179 yards, two touchdowns. Hell, yeah, Traylon Burks. Get you some. K.J. Jefferson. I don't even know what K.J. was. It was 23 of 30. He had a 197 efficiency rating, had three touchdowns. I think he had like 329 yards. But K.J., man, and it had one rob from him. That was I thought that was a touchdown. And, you know, the referees, there were some times early in the game where I thought they really missed some calls, especially some pass interference. There's a couple of pass interference calls that I thought they could have made. But when we got down to more of the clutch time, you know, when it was second half and stuff, I thought they called it pretty clean. There, there, there were some moments there. I mean, back-to-back, back-to-back pass interference calls that weren't called, probably three or four of them in the game. But back-to-back on the same drive and killed the drive, that was that was tough. But I thought overall, I, th- I thought they pulled it together and, and called a pretty good game, but a rocky start for them. But, man, Arkansas wasn't worried about any of that. They just kept fighting and fighting. Oh, you're going to call this on us? Well, we're just going to throw deep to Warren Thompson for a touchdown. Well, should have been a touchdown. But uh, they just battled start to finish. And obviously, you know, you're going to be a little disappointed with the with the numbers put up or given up by the secondary. But you, ha- again, have to remember um, – that's Bryce Young. He's probably the Heisman Trophy favorite right now. Uh, they've got some t- very talented wide receivers. And the drop eight just wasn't working very well. Arkansas has got to continue to get better, continue to recruit more, um, get more depth. But, man, I want to know how this game would have played out if it was in Fayetteville. It might have been a different score. It might have been a different outcome in this one. So you got to give them a lot of credit for fighting and battling and never relenting, and Scott Fountain, Reed Bauer, and Blake Kern again. I mean, like, special teams, guys, special teams has been weaponized, finally. I mean, and they have, like, really, the second half of the season, they've been outplaying their opponent time and time again. After another kind of rocky start, had a couple punts blocked, but two fake field goals that have played out for them. Beautiful. That was a great catch by Blake Kern. Blake Kern catches a little flat because they like to throw in the – 
the screen pass on the short side of the field for some reason all the time. But he catches a little bit of flack. But uh, that was a hell of a catch by him and uh, just, a, just a great play. I mean, they just kept battling. I mean, when it was like literally like, in, you know, you got your buddies and you're in your group text and stuff. And all, you know, all my friends are like, well, it was fun while it lasted when it was 31-17. But they weren't hearing that. They just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. I can't get too close to my car, so I'm going to walk backwards. I got the spot of the, uh, the headlights shining at me. So I'm going to do a little walk backwards walk and talk what I meant to say. So I think Arkansas, it's real important for them to carry this momentum, understand what they were up against, be proud of themselves. I know it's a loss and I know they're going to be down on it, but you got to understand for what it is. And then a loss is a loss. I get it. But this loss was against the number two team in the country at their place. And think about where Arkansas was earlier in the year against a, a similar team. I think Georgia's got a better team, but they went down to Georgia and I mean, it was over before it started, and it was because Arkansas hadn't been in that environment, really. You know, they, they had the COVID year where their road games were in front of like 16,000 people. And here's a rowdy environment against a team that's that's out there wanting to prove itself. Arkansas jumps off sides two times on the first possession, you know, and then suddenly the game is just over. They just weren't ready for that. And I think as the, th as the season builds up, you know, they, they start to figure themselves out a little bit more. They get a little more feeling about what it takes and KJ just keeps getting better and better and better and I felt like after that first drive I was like okay they might give them a little bit of a game here you know I'm, I'm not sitting there going they got a chance to beat Alabama after the way they started out because you know they got some first downs and stuff on that first drive and you're like all right this is a much better start get some first downs hey realize hey we can move the ball against these guys settle down a little bit and don't let the crowd get to you and Arkansas has now played in front of some great crowds I mean they played at Georgia they played at LSU they played here at Alabama should say and I think they've finally got it figured out but I want them to keep that momentum going keep that attitude going because damn Missouri has won five in a row which is the most ridiculous streak in Razorback history I don't care if you can talk about 20 straight SEC losses and all this stuff the fact that they have lost five games in a row to Missouri is absurd I'm not saying Missouri shouldn't be able to get them every once in a while or whatever but five in a row to these guys is just it's ridiculous to me, and this is a streak that's got to stop. They got to stop this next week when they go to when they go back to Fayetteville, and and I think they will. I think they'll carry this momentum in. Um, I hope that they would get up for this game just like it was playing Alabama because they're going to need to because Missouri's going to come and fight them. I mean, it's it's a trophy game. Arkansas has won the two trophies so far, and this is a big trophy game for them uh, to get to seven wins. Excuse me, to get to eight wins, eight wins for this team. And this is a program again. Beginning of the year, everybody's saying what? Five wins, six, maybe seven if everything goes right. The hell, David Pollock saying that Arkansas has no chance, no chance to win nine games this season, and they're not going to win nine in the regular season. But, man, you talk about a touchdown on the road against Alabama and a two-point conversion fail against Ole Miss on the road. Those two games right there. I mean, I, I would hope that Arkansas – there will be some voters that just, like – don't vote Arkansas in the top 25, but they deserve to be in the top 25. And if they can beat Missouri, then they'll stay in the top 25 heading into bowl season, possibly get themselves a really nice bowl game. Maybe maybe go to Florida or something like that. And who knows who the opponent is, but man, it would be not. I mean, there's a chance here for Arkansas, a program that couldn't do anything right for years, maybe the worst Power 5 team in the country in 2018 and 2019 and maybe a chance for them to get this eighth win and maybe a ninth with a bowl game. I mean, how remarkable is that? And to finish ranked. And let's not forget 
they're playing literally the hardest damn schedule in the country again. And they're going to play the hardest schedule again in the country next year. And they played the hardest schedule in the history of college football the year before that in 2020. And they're doing it. They're, at a, they're in a state where, you know, they have to reach farther for recruits. They have to spend more money than most schools across the country on recruiting. They have to reach farther into Texas for recruiting. But that's it. To me, that's the, that's the one problem for Arkansas is that they have to go a little farther than some of these other schools in the SEC for talent. But the facilities are there. And I've said before, nobody's, nobody's on TV saying, hey, we need, we need you to donate to the University of Arkansas because we need a new academic center or we need a new training table or something like that. It's all done. It's all ready, aside from just like making the lockers turn into beds or something like that, or giving everybody their own drop-down television in their locker bed. You know, everything is done. Everything's in place for this team and this program, and they got the right coach. They've got a coach that these guys will fight for. They will, I mean, like, I don't even think I've mentioned Sam Pittman's name, but man, this team, this team is locked in on Sam Pittman. They will fight for him. And I've said this before, I've said it so many times, but you can't tell me that like Western Kentucky or any of those programs like that, you know, from a talent standpoint, there's never, there's not a kid who ever grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, rooting on the Hilltoppers his entire life who would have turned down a chance to go to the University of Arkansas to play football. There's not a single one. And the fact that those programs came in to Arkansas and, and whipped them in their own backyard is just coaching. It's just culture. That's all it is. The talent on the roster wasn't so far down. Uh, some of the things that coaches would say about Arkansas's roster, it, it just wasn't true. They needed somebody to come in that they believed in, and they needed a few pieces. They needed a John Ridgeway. They needed K.J. Jefferson to be the stud that he is. And I mean, I can't say enough about K.J. Jefferson and the job that he's done. And um, I hope he gets his due. I hope people start, you know, really recognizing what a great quarterback he has been. Every all of his numbers go up after this game. His his passing yards, his average per game, uh, his completion percentage, his efficiency rating, all of those things, his touchdown to interception ratio against the number two team in the country with a hell of a good defense. Missouri's up next in Fayetteville. The battle line rivalry, as they call it. I like to call it Armageddon. I think that fits better. Sorry, Basil. I love what you do for the program. <laughs> but anyway, it sucks to lose. I don't feel that bad, though. And you probably shouldn't either. What else? I mentioned, I hope I mentioned special teams. I can't even remember what I said, but Arkansas falling it. 42 to 35 to the University of Alabama, number two ranked team in the country. I think Arkansas continue to be ranked. They shouldn't fall too far, in my opinion, based on the way that they played. Hope Traylon Burks is okay. Anybody else who's banged up, but man, they need Traylon Burks to be back, but hell of a statement by him. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 